Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery related, how to navigate the challenges that you'll face along the way on your journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, I want to answer some of the most asked questions I've received in the six months of doing this podcast. Many of them are similar, so I grouped them the best that I can to hopefully cover the most topics in one episode. As as always, if you have questions or would like to just reach out, feel free to email me at tim at soberandhappy.com. And now we're on to our first Q&A episode. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. I get a lot of questions asked to me, whether it's from emails, comments on my social media posts, or random people who find out that I'm sober. I wanted to cover the most commonly asked groups of questions that I get asked, so hopefully it could help some people listening to this show. So let's get started. First question. What should I do if I'm not being supported by my loved ones when I quit drinking? This is a big struggle for a lot of people newly sober or who are even thinking about getting sober. My answer is going to be the same when it comes to all conflicts with someone in your life. Communicate with them. So many times when I get asked this question, I ask back, have you talked to them about it? About half the time, the answer is no. We can't expect people to know what we need. We need to communicate clearly with the people in our lives. Let them know our needs and clearly set boundaries. Specific to this question, I think three things are important. Let them know why you can't drink, even just one. Let them know why getting sober is important to you. And lastly, tell them how much their support would mean to you and how you need to be supported. If you tell someone, look, I cannot control my drinking no matter how much I try. It has made me into a person that I'm not proud of. I want to be a better child, parent, employee, and friend. And I know that to do that, I need to no longer drink. I would love to have your support in this change in my life. And part of that would be you not offering me drinks anymore. Can you do that? If someone hears that and still chooses to press you into drinking, that means they prioritize drinking with you over what you said is important to you, your family, your friends, your job, and your life. This conversation may not stop everybody from pressuring you to drink, but it definitely will show you who is going to support you and who is not. Question two, do you think alcoholism is a disease? Honestly, I don't know. And these type of questions, I don't spend too much time pondering. When I was still in AA, I would see people get into huge debates about things like that. Is alcoholism a disease? Are you recovered or always recovering? All these types of debates only cause frustration, and when it came down to it, none of them really mattered when it came to my recovery. I focus on things that I have power over, healing from my past, making right my wrongs, being the best version of myself I could be today, constantly approving, and chasing my big dreams. Recovery from addiction, healing, and building an amazing life takes a lot of energy, so I try my best not to give energy to things that are not going to move me forward today. Next question. What does your daily routine look like? Every day of my life is different, but I do have some core things that I do most days. Coffee is always first. If the weather is nice, which luckily it is eight months out of the year here in Phoenix, I like to drink it outside. No phone, no book, just me, my coffee, and my thoughts. I still have trouble with traditional meditation, so this is my meditation. I just let my thoughts wander and I observe them. 
After my coffee, I grab water, throw on my earbuds, and take a walk listening to either an audiobook or one of the many podcasts I enjoy. Then during the day, I work my normal 9 to 5. Evenings vary. Mondays, I bowl on a league. Wednesdays, I meet with my therapist and then go have dinner with my mom. The rest of my evenings, I leave open so I have flexibility between growing this community and spending time with family and friends. As for the nighttime routine, I put away my phone at least an hour before going to bed. I might read, I might watch a TV show, or I might just relax. The only thing I do every night is review my day and then set goals for the next day. I think some sort of routine is important. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I used to have every hour of every day planned out early in sobriety. I've also tried to simply wing it every day without any plans. Both extremes were not good for me, and for now, I'm happy with the level of structure I have in my days. Next question, should I wait a year before dating? This rule comes from the rooms of AA. It isn't in the book anywhere, but it's one of the rules that were created by someone at some point somewhere along the way that has become gospel in AA. Is it a good rule? I don't think so. I don't think blanket rules that are applied across the board to everyone are good in general since everybody's circumstances are different. All I could do is speak from my experience. I waited a year as instructed and after a year, I still wasn't ready to date. I wasn't ready at two years or five years either. I had a ton of healing left to do and when I tried to date, I brought all my baggage with me and because of that, I repeated patterns that made me having a healthy relationship almost impossible. I took a break from dating a few years ago to properly heal, and it was the best thing I could have done. I feel after that, I've been in a much better spot to look for a relationship that would be good for me and whoever my future partner might be. If you're thinking about dating, I think a good thing to look at is your mood when you're craving a relationship. If you're depressed, lonely, trying not to feel your emotions, looking to fill a void, then it probably isn't a good time to look for a relationship. So to answer your question, should you wait a year? Maybe. You should wait until you are healed and have become the type of person that you would want to date. Next question. Do you ever crave alcohol anymore? Not one bit. I don't crave it anymore. I don't miss it anymore. And I'm no longer at the point where I feel like I'm missing out on something just because I don't drink. The follow-up question to this usually is, when did that happen? It happened in stages. The last time I was really considering going to the liquor store was maybe at 18 months sober. It was after the first relationship that I talked about in the last question, and after she broke up with me, I found myself in the parking lot at a liquor store. Luckily, that debate was a short battle, and I didn't go in. However, I still thought about it occasionally for about five years, more around the feeling like I was missing out and not feeling included if I was in a social situation where people were drinking. The thinking about drinking problem completely disappeared maybe five years ago. I don't know exactly when it happened, but after about a year after I left AA, I realized that I had not even had a passing thought of drinking for some time. The idea of risking ruining the life that I had created for myself was so ridiculous that all consideration of having a drink completely disappeared. It was an amazing day when I realized that. I spent almost 18 years of my life obsessing about drinking. In the last three years of my drinking, I drank every waking moment. I even kept a bottle on my nightstand so I could get a swig before even getting up to go to the bathroom. So to go from that to not even having the remote idea of drinking ever crossed my mind for so many years is amazing to me. 
This question was asked a lot. So if any of you are still struggling and think that this has to be a daily battle for the rest of your life, it simply is not true. Build a life so amazing that you don't need to drink and it could happen for you too. Next question. Were you worried you were going to relapse when you left AA? I was absolutely petrified. It was such a huge part of my life for five years. Having attended probably a thousand or so meetings, the message was definitely pounded in my head that people that leave AA drink and a drink is to die. Although I knew in my heart that I no longer believed much of what was taught in AA and that it was best for my recovery to go look for what was best for me, when your brain is told something that many times, it is impossible not to think about it. Luckily for me, it was the best thing I could have done for my life. If you want to hear my backstory on why I left AA and my experience with that, go check out episode 13 where I cover that topic thoroughly. Next question, how do I stop relapsing? This is another one I'm going to refer you to a previous episode for an in-depth answer. But the short answer is to look back on your previous relapses, see where things took a wrong direction, and don't repeat those patterns. Jump in any Facebook recovery group and you'll hear things like 30 days down the drain after someone relapses. There is so much good information about a relapse that can be learned from. If you don't take the time to learn from your past mistakes, you're going to just keep repeating them. I go into depth on this topic in episode 10. So if you're having a problem with relapsing, go take a listen to that. The last question, and honestly, it isn't one of the frequently asked ones. How can I help you grow this community? Thank you for asking. First, I would love it if you could share this podcast with other people that you know it can help. I also have resources on my website, which is soberandhappy.com, along with content I post on both Instagram and Facebook, where my handle is I am sober and happy. I'm grateful that you listen to me each week, and I look forward to sharing more with you. Let me know what you would like to learn about. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.